Good morning, good morning. Father, we come together on one accord, one heart, one spirit, one soul, mind, and body. On one accord, knowing that you are God and God alone. Jesus, you are our Lord. You are Lord of Lords. You are our personal Savior. You gave your life that we have life in that more abundantly. And we are living witnesses to that. We were bound. Now we are free. We are witnesses of that. It's a free gift unto us without any work of our own. We are aware of that. You have paved the way and paved the way for every step and move that we will ever take. We are aware of that. We are more than conquerors. We are also aware of that. We are aware that you went to prepare a place for us. And you left us with the gift of Holy Spirit. And you also dwell on the inside of us. We are aware of that. And Father, we know that you so love us that you gave your only begotten Son that whosoever live shall not perish but have everlasting life. We are aware of that. We thank you, Father, for this day. We thank you, Father, for the authority we have to command this day. This is a day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it all the day long. We enter into your gates with thanksgiving and enter into your courts with praise. An everlasting praise and an everlasting thanks. We take our mind off ourselves because we keep our mind on Christ. We are aware of that. We lay our life down never to pick it back up again. We are aware of that. We don't look to the left or the right. We keep our focus on you for you are the head of our life. We are aware of that. You are the source of our strength. You are the source of our life. You are the source of our income. You are the source of our healing. You are the source of our provisions. You are the source of the signs, the miracles and the wonders. We are aware of that. You are the source to our anointing, the source to the revelation of knowledge. You are the source to our fruit. And we bear much more today than ever before. We thank you, Father, for you are always listening. Even before we call, you are listening. Your eyes are always upon us. You say we are the apple of your eye. We love you so much. With the love you release unto us, release back to you a give and take. We say no to self. We say no to doubt. We say no to faithless thinking. We say no to negative deeds, negative thoughts. We say no to lust. We say no to poverty. We say no to sickness. We say no to disease. We say no to guilt. We say no to shame. We say no to condemnation. We say no to religious thinking. We say no to pride. We say yes to your truth. We say yes to your will. We say yes to your way. Yes to your outcome. Yes to your plan. Yes to your working hands upon our life. Yes to you handcrafting us. Fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes to our praise. Yes to our worship unto you. I intercede for the souls. That every soul hearken. To the spirit within them. Because you gave every one of us and created in us a spirit man. 
I'm not focused on what it currently looked like because I have eyes to see. I have power to call things that be not as though it were. And that's what I'm going to do forevermore. Every move that I take, every word that I say, every thought that I think, it's on one accord with you. I'm not walking here alone. I have all of heaven with me. All of the members in the body with me. The children of God. The children of you. Yours. And we are yours forever. We take the cares of this world and we cast them over to you. Because every care you said cast unto you for you care for us. Now the cares are not of you because you are our shepherd. So they cares from somewhere else, another source. And our focus is on you because you are our only source. To every government across the entire planet Earth, submit to your authority. Liberty and justice for all. Laws will be changed. Because change is here. Glory is here. Shekinah glory is here. Your manifested glory is here. And we're going to stand up. Arise and shine. The hour has come. And the glory of the Lord. The glory of you. Your Shekinah glory. Your manifested glory is risen upon us. All the days of our lives. We thank you, Father, for giving us words to say and see. Declare and decree, so shall it be established. The prayer of a righteous man availeth much. It availeth everything we say to come to pass. Because we only say what you say. Therefore, we say and we see. But before we say and we see, we saw. And we also agree that it is good. For you are good God. And your mercy endureth forever. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Which is coming my help. My help. Our help. Come from you. The Lord. Who made heaven and earth. You say you will not suffer our foot. Our foot to be moved. The Lord which keepeth thee. He will not slumber nor sleep. You never slumber. You never sleep. You are always with us daily, constantly remaining. I lift up every school system across the entire planet. And I call forth victory, great curriculums, putting the hearts of the teachers to have a passion to teach. And for those who are there, not with a passion to be removed and follow their passion. No more of being somewhere you don't want to be just to gain a natural source of income. Because your heart is not in what you do. Therefore, you're going to give us some type of attitude or frustration. Every child need will be met. We'll not even have any wants. Your name will be mentioned in the school system. 
schools will be able to pray. Children will be able to pray. It will not be against the law to pray. Anywhere. Will you have given us a freedom of speech? Hallelujah. I come against bullying. I come against criticism. I come against those children who are being peer pressured. Those who feel like they're not good enough. I come against low self-esteem, insecurity. That when they go to school, they enjoy to learn and no one feels like they're not good enough or smart enough to be there. I pray that kids take their education very seriously. And I pray they make the curriculum on a child level of understanding and stop creating curriculums that don't make sense at all. The way how the system is set up, if it's not unto you, it must crumble down right now. I lift up the parents, every parent across the world. Those who have walked out on their children, go back. No one to feel ashamed or belittle themselves for not doing what they thought that they were supposed to do as a parent. I pray that parents will stop trying to be their children's friends first. Saying yes to everything without any kind of correction. I pray that parents stop having their children tell them what to do and when to do it and how to do it. Running the home. I pray the parents put their foot down. And not to spoil their children. And to have them grow up and they're regretting what they have done. And it's too late for their setting their ways. I pray that every parent listen to your heart, God. Your words of wisdom. Because you have instructions for each and every one of us. And they are all not the same. But one thing they all have in common is to love. I pray that us as parents do not love a child more than another. But be what we need to be for each and every child that we do have. That we see the significance in every child. We see you. We pray with our children. Love our children. Talk to our children. Teach our children the way they should go. Not feel strange to talk to their children. Or put their arms around and say, I love you. I lift up all the fathers who didn't have any father naturally, no fatherly figure naturally. They walk in forgiveness for that absence in the home. And for the fathers who has a father who wants to be back in their life, I pray to accept that invitation and walk in forgiveness. It's not my place to say if it's right or wrong. But all I know is forgiveness is the key to success in all that we do. I pray the same for the mothers who left the home. I pray for the children that you have a heart to serve. You want better. You want more. You realize this world can't give you what you need. You know there's a higher source. Not to be ashamed to say Jesus is Lord. Not to be ashamed to say I am special. I am somebody. And no one going to tell me otherwise. 
I come against the spirit of insecurity. Now and forever, and I cast it down. Any changes that we have in our life that we can make, make it. Hallelujah. I lift up the church's father. The house of worship. Where the spirit of the Lord dwells. We are, the people are the church of the living God. The pillar ground of the truth. House of prayer for all people, commandment keepers, aren't we? That we stop making excuses as to not to go. We not point fingers at each other. But that we know that we all coming there to learn and to grow. To fellowship, to worship and praise. To go in one way and leave out much more. To gain, to grow and grow. To come up higher, to exceed and excel. Realm upon realm, glory upon glory, level upon level, higher in you, God. We're not going to church for a fashion show, for lust, to be seen or heard. We're going for you. So every spirit right now overtake the flesh. And see the significance as to as Jesus is, so are we in this world. I come against the false teachings. The false doctrines, the false leaders. Father, you see the motives. That's not our focus to consider everyone to be that way. Long as we do what we're supposed to do and what we are led to do, you do you. You demonstrate who you are, and that's what you do. Hallelujah. You expose hidden truth, you expose every lie. Hallelujah. And you gifted us to also do so. But not to use it against each other. But use it against the evil one. We don't gain such knowledge to use it against our neighbor. We don't learn a revelation to release it upon a neighbor as if we are smarter and better and wiser. Hallelujah. Blessed are the poor in spirit. For there's the kingdom of heaven. They shall inherit the earth. Hallelujah. I love you so much. Blessed are those who believe in God. Blessed are those who believe that Jesus is Lord. Blessed are those who receive Holy Spirit as their God. Spirit of truth. Bless are those to accept the invitation to have Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. Bless are those who are not ashamed or afraid to go forth. I lift up every nation. You put every nation in my heart today. To every nation, Jesus is Lord. I don't have to make you learn that, make you want to receive that, force it upon you. It's a fact. And due to our demonstration, you will confess that. Be 
before you even exit out your body, your earthly vessel. We are all gathering and coming together. That is the gift of prophecy. To speak what God is showing you. Speaking words of life. That's not a prophetic word to say the government failed us. COVID-19 is destroying us. The earth would never be the same again. The earth is getting worse. That's not a prophecy. That's panic and fear. Words of death. Words of confusion. We've been given the power to call things that be not. Using your faith. Knowing that you have the power to say and see. What are you saying? What do you want to see? And if you're synchronized with God, it's what God already saw and said. Hallelujah. See, I asked God yesterday to show me him, give me a vision of him in the beginning when he said, let us. Or even when he said, let there be. And guess what God did? What he's doing right now. He's allowed me not just to show me, he's allowed me to feel the power of being able to say and see. Every evil empire crumbled down now. Voodooism, Satanism, occultism, vampirism. I cast it down now. You're hungry for power, but in the wrong direction. It's demonic. Power is not in voodoo. You're giving your power over to the evil one. They're using it against you to destroy you. But you take it back. Because I declare restoration and restitution of all things. For those countries and nations and towns and villages that practice witchcraft, I speak to your spirit man in your heart right now that you submit to God's authority and God's authority alone. That's where the power is. That's where it's, that's the source to the power, not the enemy. I come against vengeance, tick for tack. You hurt me, I hurt you. You abuse me, I abuse you. What you do to me, I do unto you negatively. Come against unforgiveness. Continue to forgive and forget. For God forgive you and he forgot. And let me explain to people. When God say, I remember your sins no more, it doesn't mean that he no longer think about them or he no longer remember them. As in a natural sense, as in memory, let me say it that way, as in memorizing. When he say he remember no more, that means you will no longer be held accountable. Because if he remember no more and tell us to also forget, then what's the purpose of a testimony when he delivered you from? To help those who are also being in the same footsteps that you were once in. He said, he remember no more. You are no longer held accountable for what you've done. Because you asked for forgiveness and I forgave. Now continue on with your journey. 
He would never forget what he done for you. He's the same. Yesterday, today, forevermore. He don't forget nothing. A lot of words we take it in our own, not you understand it, because we take the first definition. Oh, I remember no more. Okay, he don't forget. I mean, he forgot. He would never forget what he done for you. But you would no longer be held accountable for your negative actions, your negative deeds, your negative words. Living without him. Included him in your life. Because now you have a blood-bought right. You received the free gift of salvation. And you are walking in spirit and in truth. Eternal life. You've been transformed from eternal death into eternal life. Hallelujah. And it's not death in a spiritual sense. It's in a natural sense, in your natural man. Because many people suffer because of lack of knowledge. A lot of people don't understand they have the power to say and see or they're going to have whatsoever they say. If we really grab a hold of that, we will really watch what we're saying. Because we will not want to see the things that we say. Hallelujah. For one thing, we would not say that we're broke. We're in poverty. We never have. We don't have enough. We need. We want. We would not say words like that. Hallelujah. I lift up every nation, God. I thank you so much for bringing us to the nations and bringing the nations to us. We're combining. We're gathering together. Unto the glory of God. So serious about going as far as God want to take me. And when I woke up this morning, I was like, Woo, God, I feel your seriousness in my spirit. How serious you are about my anointing, about my assignment. And the thing is that I must not do any longer, which I've done this morning, is trying to figure out how God would do it. Because God will put things in you that seems to be impossible. But to him, he knows all things are possible. I looked at a video of Martin Luther King yesterday. How he gathered everyone up at the National Mall from all over the country. Even different nations came together on one accord for liberty, freedom, justice. God put it in this man to have a vision to bring everyone together like that. And God said, look at your generation. How much more Quenisha? God uses us to gather. And I'm going to tell you something. The anointing upon my life, it caused me to feel nervous sometimes. I must be honest. That's how we grow by being honest. That's how we learn. Because I say to God when the things he asked me to do and what he's calling me to do. He had me look at Martin Luther King's documentary for a reason. Because if he did that in that time. And you have in your heart to love people, to serve the Lord. How much more you think he's going to do in this generation using you? And I got nervous. I was like, God, how are you going to do that? How are you going to use me and us to, oh, why am I even thinking like that? I had to snap out of it. Because the things God asked me is too big for me to even hear. 
hear and understand because it's not for my natural man to understand. My spirit man already said yes and amen. All we got to do is follow God and let him just continue to do, continue to be. And you have a humbling heart, an open heart, just receive. My God, right now I feel it. Whoa, God. I understand, you know, when you read about Moses and Jeremiah and a lot of prophets and not even just the prophets, but those who God used to just do things that's so powerful that we read about. They all said something like in so many different words, father me. How am I going to do this? But I this, but I that. My speech, but I'm this, I that. And my I was, God, I don't really know that many people. I do, but I really don't. I mean, across the nations, upon nations. And God said, you leave that up to me. Jesus. Do we even know that we're doing that now? God said, you're doing that now. See, a lot of times we're looking for the, the result and not even see the process till you get into the, you know, you being the solution to see the results. We're looking for, oh, we're looking way ahead of time. We're not just accepting where we are now. Live in the now and also embrace the outcome. for every heart that's nervous or shy to go forth for whatever reason talking themselves out of it or hiding you know seem a little timid to go forth for the fear of rejection I come across come against the spirit of fear and rejection I'm gonna tell you the first time God told me to get in front of a crowd and say something I didn't but that entire day, I felt some kind of way. I was like, darn. Darn it, Father, forgive me. All right, let me do it again. Give me another Give me another chance. The next day, I did. But when I got in front of the crowd, all I did was cry. I couldn't get any words out. I just bust out crying in front of everybody. And they all looked at me like, are you okay? Are you all right? And I began to speak after they said that. Yes, I'm all right. But the spirit of the Lord is within me. He brought me up here to say he loved you very much. I'll never forget that moment. That speech. God is not angry at you. God is not trying to tell you to stop doing anything. He has never left any of you. He is for every single one of us. My God. Jesus. I'll never forget this 19-year-old. She was in high school, 17. And she stopped me. She was like eight months pregnant. She didn't care who was around. She cried out, please pray. 
I went to the doctor and I, you know, I slept with the wrong man and the doctor told me I had about four different daily diseases all at one time and that my child may also have and I won't be here long enough to see my child grow because these are terminal illnesses. And I'm a senior in high school and all the Spirit of God used me to say is, I will look forward to seeing you again and this time when I see you, I will hear the testimony. But remember, it wasn't me who healed you, it was Christ. Just like that. And I gave her a card. About three, four months later, I forgot, I didn't forget, but I didn't even think about the, you know, what happened. And I got a, a random text out of nowhere with a picture of her holding her baby and saying, I'm, I meant to tell you a while ago, but I graduated from high school. I'm going to college. My child is a couple of months now. We don't have anything. I'm not crying because of her being healed, receiving. I'm crying tears of joy because of the believing to the receiving. In order to receive, you have to believe. And when you believe, my God. I feel everyone who believes. I can feel every heart who believes. I can feel everyone who is fully convinced. And I can feel those who are not. And for those who are not, it's for me to lift it up and declare decree over you. You will never hear me say that you're going to hell. You will never hear me say uh, a lot of other things. Because God put in me so many other ways to say exactly what he means. You have to receive Christ as your Lord. And not just say that, but explain to them what happens when you do that. God told me I want you to go to these specific guys in a specific part of town in D.C. I want you to walk up to them and tell them your testimony and how you grew up in a home and explain to them that they don't have to do that anymore. Live that way to protect and provide for themselves anymore. A lot of these young guys out here hustling on the streets don't have a bad heart to kill anyone. They just look at it as fast money. And why do these young children, teenagers, want this fast money so bad? Why are they so easy to be pulled to go into the wrong direction? Because they see it as an easy way of an escape from where they are currently in. They see them as being the hero saving the day. I'm making sure my mother don't have to sleep around to take care of us. I'm making sure my mother don't be crying at night or even be on welfare. I don't want my mom worrying. I don't want my sisters and brothers worrying going to school without fresh clothes being joned on. We don't have a father figure in the house. So I got to step up and become a man. I'm too young to get a real job. I don't even have a diploma. 
So the street life is giving me an opportunity to make how much a day? That's double, triple what I can make even if I graduate out of high school. But I know the consequences is either jail or dead. But I'm willing to take that chance because my family means more to me than anything. God showed me the hearts of every man. Listen to me. You understand? That's a gift. A miraculous gift. I hear the hearts and the cries everywhere I go. And I mean every single place. Do you understand? Jesus. Asmodeus. That's Satan's number one demon. Demon of lust, greed. He's like an all evil in one. And he's walking around with the power that we, and not we, those, have given him. But I snatch you out of the enemy's hand. I cast the enemy's plan off your life. Strongholds are coming down. Jesus be lifted high. No one's afraid of you, Asmodeus. No one. Satan, not even you yourself. not afraid of you either Satan who been stripped from being called Lucifer you got kicked out of the kingdom and you know exactly why and you remember that day every day even when you first thought of the thought of evil against the one who created you to see your expression on your face as God stripped you before he kicked you out. You would never forget that encounter. I know that. You know I know that. You were afraid of me knowing what I know. And that's why you tried to keep me down. Because you know what I'm gifted with and you know how God crafted me. And I'm not going to allow you to take any neighbor of mine. And that goes for all of us. No one left behind. So get thee behind us. In Jesus' name. Asmodeus, your plan under my feet. Get thee behind me. No one's afraid of you. I plead the blood over every form of wickedness. You understand? You try to release horrific movies, novels, logos. I come against it for we are greater, much more than that. And you know it. Hallelujah. Jesus. I just want to say, by me talking to Asmodeus and Satan, 
I want to say to the angels that are currently in the kingdom, I want to say thank you because you are aware of that day when he tried to cause all of you to astray from God. But you specifically said no. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Because you give me the opportunity to spend a life with you in the kingdom. See how much more glorifying it is? Now you see what Satan has reaped? Eternal fire. If you disobeyed, that could have been you, but it's not. Thank you for being obedient to our Father. Thank you. I love you. Thank you so much. That means so much to me that you obeyed. Hallelujah. You see the demons? You see how they look? They wish they obeyed too. Too late for them. Even Satan wish he could rethink what he done. But the only reason why he's still continuing to do evil because he know it's over for him. And he hate the fact that we've been brought back and he trying to keep us away from God because he know how much God so love us. He sees that even though he's created as an archangel, that we're the ones created in the image of God. My God. I'm so happy to be a human being. I'm serious. I'm serious. Father, I love you so much. For those who feel like they're not good enough, I speak to your spirit in your heart and declare that you are more than enough. You don't need no one to make you feel special. You need to show your body. And that goes for anyone. You don't have to do any of that. You are God's masterpiece. Hallelujah. I just want to paint. I want to get a big, a big old uh, art, I forget the name of it. <laughs> canvas. Thank you, Father. I want to get a big canvas. And I just want to just paint. Just freehand paint. I did that so many times. So many years I painted. So many years. I love the freestyle paint. I love freestyle everything. Freestyle spoken word. Freestyle rap. Freestyle songs. Freestyle dance. Freestyle worship. Freestyle praise. Because it's straight from the heart. Even though rehearsed is still good. But look at it when you come together and just freestyle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's freestyle. Oh, Father, we love you so much. We give you this day our daily bread. Daily word of God. For those who are walking around in anger, holding in a lot of anger and bitterness, I lift you up that you begin to open your heart and begin to let those things out that bother you. Don't walk around carrying those things around. It's going to destroy you. Like what God does. I'm going to tell you, I'm gonna tell you something, how powerful the gift of God, how he gifted us. Whenever someone do a horrific crime, like a mass murderer or commit suicide, not everyone... But the ones who really make the news and the paper and all that, the games I want everyone's attention, when they depart their body, they come to me. They come to me and they say, forgive me. I didn't know. I wasn't thinking. 
And let me tell you why God has them come to me. And they go to Christ first. They don't come to me first. Let me say that. <laughs> you got to say, make sure I say that. You know, you got to let it be known. You know, they come out of your body in the presence of Christ, but Christ revealed them my presence. And they come to me in a vision or in a dream. And they say, um, forgive me. And the reason why Christ showed my face, and I know he showed many others, but when it comes to me, I can only know from my walk, he showed my face because I'm an intercessor. I intercede for them. See, I don't walk. See, some of us can say we love our neighbor, but when you stand next to a rapist, do you love a rapist? A person that's considered as a rapist, they're not a rapist. They're considered as, because God don't call them that. God don't see them as that. Even though they operate in that way. What happened to you for you to want to do that? Because you was not a little boy or little girl who had that in your mind when they said, what do you want to be when you grow up? Something happened to you. Those who just want to kill and murder. What happened to you? Like I told you before, God had me study capital punishment for over 11 years. To the point I was like, God, I want to be an investigator. Criminal justice is my thing, God. I'm into this. God said, no. <laughs> That's not what I called you to do. But you are really gifted at it. Because you have the spirit of discernment. <laughs> you can discern things. You have the gift of insight. And the bolder you be, the bold you be, the bold, mm, more, Jesus, mm, right? The bolder you become, the more God reveal, more bolder things. You understand? More bold things. Hallelujah. Let me say it that way. That makes more sense. Hallelujah. And God will take me to people that's on death row and the night before the execution. Pray with them. Pray for them. And I meditate on each testimony. And a lot of them started out being that way because something happened to them during their childhood. They snapped. They snapped. And you know, you have to, you know, do the, you did the crime. You have to, you know, go through the punishment. And that, what got me is each person that was on death row, their last meal. The meal says a lot about the person. Hallelujah. And I saw the new research now, as of today, you no longer could get a requested meal on death row because so many of them waste the food by not even eating it. Because there's no limit to how much stuff you can order. And many of them order over two and three dollars worth of stuff just for one person, one meal, and they don't even eat it. They just do it just to be funny. So you have to eat the prison food. That's your last meal. And many of them refuse their last meal before they order it. One man I never forget, his last request was a string. One man's last request was just one olive. Some of them order steaks and pizzas and their favorite of everything. One man ordered a whole bucket of KFC. And I thought about it. I said, you were so full. And the last moment here on earth, you left here with your belly that full naturally. And many of them said, forgive me, Father. And I could feel in their hearts as God had me to meditate on them. How many of them wish they can take it back. And they no longer can take it back. 
See, a lot of things that we do, we make mistakes, and we be forgiven, and God, you know, we move forward from that. But some punishments, you know, are permanent. You understand? And I'll never forget, uh, it was a celebrity, no name mentioned. I really looked up to him as a child. I loved watching the movies and everything. Very funny person. Watched all his movies, childhood movies growing up. And when I read about this person commit suicide, I cried out of anger. And I was like, why did you do that? How can you do that? And the way that you did it, you put a thick leather belt thick enough to go around a horse around your neck because you wanted to make sure that you saw that through that you didn't make a mistake and your neck the, the leather burnt this leather the layers of skin and flesh on your neck that your neck became the size of a pencil and I was angry at that person and God brought that person to me in a vision in a dream and say forgive me wasn't thinking I wasn't even trying to think myself out of it I just wanted a quick escape but what I know now what I didn't know then I wouldn't have done it not one person God sent to me in a dream and said I wish I yes I'm glad I did do what I did they all said I wish I didn't do it even for those couples who murder the woman the kids and themselves murder their whole family and then kill themselves because the woman even said she didn't want to be with them anymore or whatever happened. Or, they, or she was going to find out something they were doing. Money issues, whatever. You killed your wife, your girlfriend, whoever, your kids, and yourself. And they all came to me and said, forgive me. Because when I intercede, I intercede for us all. Especially those who think that way and feel that way first. That's the heart of God. To walk around with the heart of God. You understand? I only give you some of these examples because we are gifted in that way. To live in the supernatural. Hallelujah. I tap into the supernatural more than the natural. That's where I dwell. But when it comes to the prophecies, especially the ones that's way far off, I have to remember to come back to, you know, reality. Because some would be like, what? Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm not ashamed of my gift anymore. I'm actually glad I'm gifted this way. I'm honored. And God knew that he would hear me say that before I entered into my mother's womb. I love you all so much. I thank God for giving you eyes to see. And I continue to intercede. Anything I didn't mention to lift up in prayer, Father, I already lifted up. Because every care I gave over to you. I just can feel the nations. I feel India. I feel God pulling me to India. When he pulled me, that don't mean I'm going tomorrow or next month or, you know. All I know is I'm going. 
Palestine. Jeez, huh? What? You snuck that one in there. <laughs> Yo, we'll be done. God. Someplace I'll be like, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> My Lord. And God look at us the reason as to why we're saying it like that. Why are you saying Jesus? Why? Because you're nervous. Why are you nervous? See, God gets to the root of things. Why are you nervous? Just say yes and amen. I'm trying to tell you, it's been like boot camp for me growing up with God. And I mean that in the most heart, Holy Ghost filled, beautiful, merciful way. Like God is, because he gives me, he's the source. He's teaching me straight on. He's not sugarcoating nothing. He gets to the source of everything. That's why he's the source of our strength. So why are you saying God like that? Are you nervous? What are you thinking about? What happens in the natural to people who go? Declare the decree. You have a power. You have you power and authority. And trust me, before you go, they already know you're on your way. Because I'm on my way. Like never before. Be surprised. I mean, don't be surprised to know that many of them already yearning and waiting for the presence of God in you to show up there. These countries, God, show me they're waiting and yearning for the Spirit of God to show up in a way that He's going to use me to show up. Even though He's there with them now, but the way He's going to show up through me and through you. My God. My God. I love you all so much. Yes, Lord. Egypt. Yes, Lord. I told God that, um, A lot of things I don't broadcast when I go out, I don't record because for one, I respect people's privacy. Everybody don't want to be on a camera, especially in their current place of how they're living. I'm not the one like you see on these shows to go in someone's home who live in a cardboard box and you get a camera around their home and have the camera show you giving them food. I'm not saying it's not okay to do that, but what is your motive as to doing that? Men don't want you to see their works. And it's not even their works. It's God works, but trying to do it in their way. A lot of times I don't record. And I said to God, give me, I don't want to record for a long time. We don't have to prove anything. I record because I want you guys to see that it's not as challenging as a lot of you think it is. If you go on YouTube and see Green Line Preacher, you'll see the videos from when God first used me to go out and speak on the trains. And I didn't even know I was given the name Green Line Preacher. You can see some people say, oh Lord, oh here we go. And guess what? They still stayed and listened. When you exalt God, he will exalt you. To get a letter from the president was am is amazing. It will always be amazing. But God always took it up a, a notch higher than that. Be glad that God used you in such a magnifying way. But don't take the attention off of him and put the focus on you. 
don't have to tell you everything that God has used me to do and everything that I'm sitting on. I know who I am. I know what God called me to do. I'd rather not be public rise than to be public rise. You understand? Because when I'm not public rise, I'm more public rise than ever before in the kingdom. Because my heart is not focused on being seen and heard. And like I said, the reason why I public rise things, God put it in me the times I do, is for you to know that it's not as challenging as you think it is. Just show me rice. So me kianda mosani. Father, I ran a long time away from my calling. Because I felt like my calling was too great for me. I felt like the giftings was too great for me. And that's a lie. Growing up as a little girl, I'm telling you guys, I felt and I still feel, but as a child, as you develop, I felt all of Jesus in me as a kid. And when I walked out and loved on people, I felt Christ doing it and not me. Young age. And in these children Bible books, I saw how Christ, they showed us how Christ dressed. And I used to be at home making garments to look like his. You know the white garment with the red drape around it and all that? I used to walk around like that only in my bedroom. Though. I didn't go outside like that. My mom and them definitely wouldn't let me. And I used to give me a pair of sandals and wear my hair down and just feel like Christ because that's the image I saw in that children's Bible book. But it's so much more significant than the natural image that they gave us. It's the fact that I wanted and I seek to have the image of Christ. That's what Christ saw. Whether it was biblically correct or not, how he naturally looked or not. The fact is, I was like Christ. And I felt me being like him. Even though I smoked and drank trying to fit in with the world. Throughout the times, I did. When you're touched, you cannot never go untouched. So those times that I was smoking weed and, and smoking cigarettes and drinking and going to the clubs. I never enjoyed it. I did it to fit in, actually. Honestly. Because I was always touched. And I know that that's not heaven's touch to do those things. But I wanted to fit in and not be considered as weird. And every time I couldn't do the weed thing, I've been, I had to cut that. That didn't last long with me. Because having a gift of prophecy and seeing from another world and already smoking something like that puts you in another place. I, I, I just, I didn't feel, I didn't feel right. I didn't feel right at all. I felt different than how you guys felt. I'm trying to tell you. For those who enjoyed the high, I could never enjoy it. Because it allowed me, it allowed the giftings in me to operate even more. The more that you feel like you in a universe, I feel more like I'm in heaven's world. Here. And I begin to see different realms. I'm like, oh my goodness. 
I need to stop this. This is not right. This don't feel good. This don't feel right at all. And then the alcohol sweat no better. It's like the more I drunk, the more I wanted to preach. Like the Spirit of the Lord came on me even more to remind me you can't run away from this. I never forget I preached one time. I was torn up. But they didn't know it. But God knew it. This is way back, y'all. This one recently. <laughs> like, oh, you drunk? No, this is way back, y'all. I don't do that no more. Hallelujah. I mean it when I say it. I mean it. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I love you too much to lie to you because I know God sees the lies first. And he matters most to anything. So if I came out of him, why would I try to lie and hide things from you? Hallelujah. And I said, God, um, I got four minutes. My God talked to you guys a lot. <laughs> and I said, um, I was preaching like, oh, my God. More and I was like, okay, God, forget it. I give up. Like I go somewhere to a party or something. I see Christ is standing there with me. Like, when are you gonna stop this? When are you gonna just walk like you supposed? You know you wanna do it. You created to be this way. Why are you ashamed of who you are? So what if you crafted differently? The world needs difference. The world needs a God in you. And you know that. Stop running. And I hold a bottle in my hand and be twisted and still running like, okay. And I throw the bottle on the ground in a bus. And I'd be like, okay. And I'd be just crying, okay. Oh, my God. I wanted to make a video. A lot of times I want to make different videos of, you know, different scenes of different testimonies. I'm trying to tell you. That powerful to have Christ just stand there while you're drinking like that. And you just say, come on. You got this. Stop running. Look around. You see, you know you have the answer on the inside of you. You know you have the answer. Stop ignoring the answer to their problems. They need me. Release me out of you. And I throw the bottle down. I throw the cigarettes down. I say, okay. Okay. But the last time I surrendered, the angel was not playing. Slid that bottle across the table. Whoosh. Enough is enough. <laughs> I said, okay. But what changed my life around is that God released to me the truth when I was walking in the lie. And when the sun sets, who the sun sets free is free indeed. I'm free indeed. I'm not ashamed of my calling, my gifting, my uniqueness, and neither should you be. Because God handcrafted us the way how he wants us to be released in the earth as it is in the kingdom. So I'm so honored to be this way. So I love you guys so much. But thank you. And remember, greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you so much. I think I'm just going to let it run out and just keep saying I love you. I love you. Now I'm just going to let you guys go. I love you. Enjoy this beautiful day. I love you.